This is Unclaimed Bands, show 56. All right, hey music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight we're with Eric 13 and Johnny Ritchie. Thank you guys for uh, taking time to join us. Thank you for having us. Thank it's our pleasure. Being here. It's great. Cool, cool. Tonight, uh, as everybody can hear, there's some music going on in the background. We happen to be uh, recording from the super secret location where Eric and uh, Johnny uh, rehearse. Uh, and of course, uh, unfortunately, there are other bands that are just probably a little too rude uh, to know that an important interview is going on. So uh, they're just going to keep playing in the background. Yeah, we with, got the uh, on-air light on. Yeah, yeah the, 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 what is it with people? I, I don't understand. You know, this is why we need to have yeah, reading. What is it about people again? in a rehearsal building that thinks they can just want to play loud? I, I, I know, right? All the time. I mean, you know, if they're trying to, ma- I'm not interviewing them. I don't care who the hell they are. We're just not interviewing them in the future. That's actually, I think, that's Aerosmith. They actually rented the big room. There's a, there's really? like a thousand, really? ten thousand square foot room at the end of the hall. And Kiss was in here. They were in here one night before. Their Philly show, they came in for a production rehearsal. Really? And this is this is actually not Aerosmith. This is like the roadies playing on Aerosmith's gear right now. Oh, that's nice. That's yes, nice. They're playing in Philly like tomorrow night, I think. Cool. Okay. Well, maybe we 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 probably would interview Aerosmith, but a lot uh, of action in this building. <laughs> Get some right. Well, you know, hey, look, let's uh, let's start things off here. Um, how did you guys meet? How did you get together? <clears throat> Mutual friend uh, in New York City, this guy named Jimmy. Owns a great club up in Connecticut called Rose's Cantina. And uh, rang me up, said, hey, I'm going to be uh, out in New York City tonight. You want to meet me down Three of Cups? And I said, uh, of course. And he said, I'm meeting another buddy of mine down there who happened to be Mr. Johnny Ritchie. And, uh, True story. He introduced, <laughs> he said, Eric, this is my buddy Johnny. Johnny is my buddy Eric. We shook hands, drank a beer, and have been friends ever since. Nice, nice. Now, now how long ago was that? Actually, not that long ago. Three we, years ago? Yeah, a few years ago. A few years ago? But what really led us together was, uh, in addition to being an uh, you know, amazing guitar player, uh, Johnny's also been a pro photographer. He was uh, the official photographer of the New York Giants for a little while, which, uh, which I thought was pretty lame as an Eagles fan. But. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> got any work around here. But uh, <laughs> we were, uh, he was on a, an assignment over in Italy shooting photos and uh i was on tour uh with the band sex slaves and uh you know we were kind of just talking online he said yo i'm in italy i saw you guys are playing i'm gonna come up and meet you guys and uh so he showed up in torino with a backpack and uh a six pack of uh peroni and uh hopped on our tour bus and didn't leave for another month rode all over europe we did like 15 countries together and uh he made a video for that band, and while on that trip, he said, uh, I'm joining the band. I said, well, wait till, wait till this tour's over. I said, I'll be done in September. He said, I'll be, pick me up at Philadelphia International on October 1st. This was like in April of the year. And true to his word, he gave me, he said, I got my ticket. I'll be at gate D5 at uh, 8 p.m. Friday night. I scooped him up. By 10 o'clock, we were at the house playing guitar by the morning we had already written our first song which happens to be on the new album it's been uh, a wild roller coaster ride since wow that's uh, that's pretty incredible thank Ma- you bo- booking that far ahead you know, most <laughs> people don't do that <laughs> hey so uh, let's talk about the new album um, that comes out on the 19th and uh, you know what what's uh, what's what can you tell us about it well, it's uh, self-titled. It's called Eric 13 and Johnny Ritchie. And uh, eight brand new recordings, mm-hmm. uh, which we're pretty proud. 
Um, it's funny, we had written, we have about 35 new songs prepared and we had very high expectations, but we've been just unbelievably swamped gigging and writing and touring, uh, just working our butts off making music. And uh, time and money limited the amount of songs we could pull together because we kind of put a stake in the ground and said, this has to be done. You know, we could sit around for months recording all these songs. Let's just pick a set. Let's get in the studio. Let's knock them out. Um, we worked with some great people, and uh, we just started booking shows, and it's just, it's done. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, I think it came out great. I don't know if you agree. I absolutely agree. We actually haven't had, ha we don't have it in our hands. We leave for tour, uh, or the first show of tour is Wednesday at 9 o'clock. We're supposed to pick the CDs up Wednesday at 6 o'clock. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, that you, uh, yeah, okay, that's good. Little, little, little tight on the timing there. If but. anyone wants to meet us in the parking lot, there'll be a s for sale at around <laughs> six o'clock. Sign me yeah, in the parking lot. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I'll be man in the trunk. <laughs> no, I think the you know that's kind of the logistics side of it. But you know, musically, I'm pretty proud of it. You know, Johnny and I, we haven't really been playing that long, but we've made a lot of music and we've mm -hmm. played you know a lot of gigs all over the states and all over the world and. We've definitely established a sound and a style and an identity, but we didn't have the recordings. And, I, and this is really the first um, music put to tape that represents really what we are. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's a great feeling. I think it's gonna really push the momentum further, allow us to springboard a little further, to have greater resources to record the rest of the songs that we already have. You know, we already have some interested people whether it be labels or booking agents or drummers or bass players that want to expand our sound so even before the record's out it's kind of having that desired effect which is you know really exciting and rewarding because you know as an independent musician you know it's, it's not easy out there nope. man we're nope. all scraping to make a buck the music industry's changed yeah. you know not to get into that whole thing but uh you know you got to just sometimes just put out some songs man yep yep no that, I hear that's, it. that's what we're doing you know what this is what we are here it is. Now, with, with just the two of you in the band, do you guys find it um, a challenge being a two-beast band playing live and recording? Or Well, it really helps with load in and load out, <laughs> for sure. Um, Not many roadies but on the tour, you know, right? it, it, There's nothing to hide behind, mm -hmm. which kind of says something for this project and for the record that's about to come out. I mean, it's raw, it's pretty live, and it's pretty much, you know, we're exposed as musicians in this format. But same time i think you know you put yourself out there and you get rewarded for it and I, I seem to from who i've talked to out there the audiences really respond to it as well so it's not just like we're feeding our own egos but people really appreciate what we're doing and the fact that it is difficult <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> i mean I, I would i would say the challenge like I, I it's the opposite for me i don't think it's difficult at all i mean the, I take great pride, you know, like it's not easy whether just one person to play and make music, make a song. Like you can play guitar, or you can sing, but are you truly able to entertain a crowd and with what we're doing with two guys and to be able to carry it to Europe and be invited back and play, you know, some pretty big places or some pretty wild places. Can you throw a rock and roll party with an acoustic guitar and electric yeah. guitar and, you know, yes, you can. You know, you got to there's definitely no faking it. That's for damn sure, man. But it's awesome. I think it goes back to what Johnny said. There's, yeah. You can't. There's nothing to hide behind. You can't. There's no flash. There's no whatever. You can't. You know. You have to produce it. You can't get. Can't go take a break while someone does a drum solo or or something like that. You have to. 
And I, I think that's that's really good, being just that raw and that real. Yeah, it, it wasn't actually a goal. Like we didn't intend to say, you know what, man, it's just us two. We can do this. It's like, just is what it is. Yeah. You know what we're playing, and like, uh, there's some songs that we have that I think would sound killer with drums. I mean, we're we're kicking around the idea of adding drums and bass, becoming mm -hmm. a, a full band, and you know, obviously there's different things you can accomplish. Sure. Um, but I get feedback from people that they think it's really interesting. Like it's cool that you can do that and. You know, there's no plan. This is, there's only two of us right now. Yeah. Someone yeah. else wants to come and join the band. They have to bring something really special that says that we decide, hey, this is taking this to another level. I admit, that's what happened with me and Johnny. Mm. I had done a solo tour, just me, of Europe. And when we talked about jamming, you know, I've jammed with guys and some great players over the years. And uh, not to say I didn't have high expectations of what would happen with Johnny, but I really had no idea it was going to become what it did what it did yeah. you know it was i thought it was going to be eric 13 with a guest guy and it's just not that it's eric 13 and johnny ritchie and that's that's what we are and because it's it's the greater sum you know sum is greater than the equal parts however that goes <laughs> so the, the naturalness of it i yeah. think again in the music and you know it's, it's interesting so one of the things i wanted to ask you about i've been hearing something about and maybe you can explain this what is this uh whiskey bending cowboys thing what is that? It's just an alias. It's a, it's a tribute band. It's a tribute band? It's and, a, and, Eric 13 and Johnny Ritchie tribute band. Tribute band. Okay. Uh, okay. We don't know who these guys are. Uh -huh. They show up. They book themselves. Uh, it's funny. We've never been in the same place. I actually the heard band. the lead That's guitar the... player is actually left-handed, but he taught himself to play right-handed. Really? I'm, I'm okay. blown away. See, see, that's pretty interesting. You guys, you, you haven't been playing that long. You already have a tribute band. Yep. That's that Let's speaks highly. Yeah, I mean, what is it that oh, uh, flattery, sincerity, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's that's great. Okay, well, I was just kind of you know, curious. You know, about the Stones, it. how they go by. You know, the Glimmer Twins. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Whiskey Bed and to, to be honest, Whiskey Bed and Cowboys is not the name of the band. It uh, that's you know us messing around. You know, okay. when we're driving down the highway, we have a very vivid imagination. If you see our videos and our movies, you know, we like to have fun. And mm -hmm. particularly, again, people love could, to jump could, along for the ride. Could it be that if there's enough whiskey, it could bend you to be the whiskey bending? You know, is that kind of how, how, how it really occurred. There's a song called "Whiskey Bender" mm -hmm. that was written uh, one night. We were out in New York, Johnny and I were at Three of Cups drinking, and uh, our good buddy who owns the club, Santo, uh, was hanging down with us, and we were just drinking whiskey out of control. And uh, there was a, a young lady there that needed. Uh, to be helped home. She had asked me if I could assist her mm -hmm. in getting home. Uh, unfortunately, I was unable to get her all the way home. And there was this lovely hotel called the Bush, actually motel called the Bushwick Motel. Now, I didn't realize it was actually a hooker hotel. Sure. You know, I, went to the, sure. I went to the front desk and I said, yeah, I'd like to eat for the night. And he's like, four hours only. <laughs> I said, really? He's like, yeah, 50 bucks, four hours. Okay, so I give him still the making it the cheapest hotel in New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York yeah. City. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I give him fifty bucks. I said, "I can have the key." He goes, "No key. Just go in the room and lock it behind you." <laughs> and I had, you know, this young lady, separate beds, of course. Mm -hmm. um, we went in there, and it just as I sat there drinking whiskey, wrote this song, "Whiskey Bender." Totally as a joke, didn't think too much. Brought it back. Johnny has played it live like the next night, <laughs> and people went nuts for this song, "Whiskey Bender." And then we were at a show, and I just said. I don't know where it came from. I said, we're the Whiskey Bend and Cowboys. And they were like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's a whiskey. 
<laughs> and then everybody started calling us that. It wasn't our name, but like uh -huh. people, you know, what people put on Facebook, you know, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. <laughs> but we are officially Eric 13 and Johnny Ritchie. Yep. You can call us the Whiskey Men and Cowboys. We may or may not answer. But you better buy them a drink. Yeah. So, exactly, right? <laughs> gotta, gotta pay for that privilege. Hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't we uh, take a listen to one of your songs? Uh, what are we going to hear? Uh, to track off the new record. Okay. Uh, and being that this interview is conducted here in our studio on Friday night, it's a brand new song called Friday Night. All right. This is Friday Night by Eric 13 and Johnny Ritchie. was Friday night by Eric 13 and Johnny Ritchie. Love it. Woo! Love yeah. It. And you know yeah, what? Buddy. That is a true story. You know, every night <laughs> on the road, we play a lot of nights, but they're all Friday nights to us. In the Whiskey Band and Cowboys, every night is Friday, Friday night. <laughs> cool. Where can people uh, where are people going to be able to buy your music at? 
It's going to be available, you know, on all the digital outlets, iTunes, Amazon, uh, I guess Spotify, Pandora, etc. But if you'd like a physical copy, uh, eric13.com is our website, E-R-I-C-1-3.com. We're happy to uh, have Johnny autograph it for you if you're so inclined. Uh, Martin, our tour manager, will also autograph it. Okay. All right. But not you. Not you. Only by request. Only by request. Okay. I don't assume that people want my autograph. Aww. I'm really not into the whole autograph thing, but... Gotcha. Gotcha. If someone asks politely, I'm happy to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember to be polite people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, <laughs> this question is for Johnny. Uh, Johnny, it. what's it been like for you to go from Indianapolis to New York to Philadelphia? And, and how is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. From, from, uh, uh, how's it affected your approach to music? Has it changed it at all? Or? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't say so. Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing up in Indianapolis, I was actually exposed to a lot of great music. And... Uh, I mean, I really moved to New York City because I thought I was going to be in a rock and roll band, you know. Took really, uh, you know, I guess a lot of courage. But back then, I I never saw anything else. So Mm -hmm. I moved to New York City with $800 and a suitcase. That'll last you a day, unless you go to the Hooker Motel. Well, you know, I made it it eight years at at four hours at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You break it down in small enough bits, anybody can manage. But, um, you know, New York was really great for me uh, to kind of find my own, grow up there. The the players and the friends that I have in New York are second to anywhere in the world. And uh, it's just great, though, to be in Philadelphia as well, to be accepted into this music scene and this community here. Um, Because I feel like, you know, even in the last six months, you know, I've got some friends in Philadelphia that are just, you know, feel like they've certainly been friends a lot longer. And uh, pretty exposed to both music scenes and finding a lot of inspiration out of both of them. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of stuff going on back in my hometown, but I haven't been there in a while. Okay. <clears throat> That's good. That's cool. Not really sure if that's uh, the most poetic way of saying that. New York City rock and roll is pretty much what I grew up on, and going there and seeing it in person really helped. Yeah, yeah, it, it dispelled the myth and uh, and see it up live. I mean, uh, as soon as I got there, I was playing, you know, right away, right mm-hmm. out the gate. I was fortunate enough to play CBGBs before it closed. Wow, I was fortunate enough to see a lot of the scenes and a lot of the stages and a lot of the back rooms <laughs> of uh, some of these clubs that are now legendary. And to be real honest with you, um, even in the short period of eight years that I've, since I moved to New York City, a lot of them are gone. So yeah, I feel yeah. fortunate that I might have been just on the cusp of like that era before it was too late. Gotcha. So I'm very fortunate for that. And the people that I met that are the survivors mm-hmm. that are still going strong in the East Village in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's just, it's great to have those those friendships. Cool. 
cool. Well, speaking oh, of different places and stuff like that where you've played, uh, both of you, uh, I, obviously I've seen already you've got some shows lined up to uh, support this record. Yep. Uh, are you planning a bigger tour? Are you guys looking to go to Europe with this as well? Definitely, 100%. We already have a couple offers to go to Europe, and we're trying to figure out you know, when is, when is appropriate. Um, kind of follow up what Johnny said. I mean, Philadelphia... I've lived here a few years, but I spend so much time touring. Uh, while Johnny and I have been cultivating this project really from the ground up and making this record and, and everything, Philadelphia has been just an awesome place to hang out and to make music. And we've hooked up with like just some killer people and some great friends that have become, you know, we call them the inner circle that are the people that hang out in our rehearsal room, that see the songs, you know, that know all the songs that are coming to the gigs, and not just people that come to shows. These are like, you know, the inner circle, as, as I describe yeah. it. And, and we've been enjoying our time in Philadelphia and becoming part of the music scene instead of just using it as like a jump-off point. Um, so we might stay a little bit longer before we rush out, you know, like uh, rush back over to Europe. But we have so much fun. I mean, Germany, I mean, I, everywhere we go. Denmark, we have amazing friends, amazing clubs, you know, great following. We go to Sweden. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, our tour manager from this, this upcoming tour, Martin, who's currently with us in the studio mm -hmm. right now. You know, he's a promoter uh, back in Sweden and our, and our tour manager, and we have a great time there. And Shit, just talking about it. I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, my uh, fans in Finland are just incredible. Yeah, it's like I'm so grateful Bavaria. for all of them. <laughs> fans Bavaria. in Bavaria, Switzerland. Oh my God. We're, we're very lucky guys to have um, met some amazing people in these countries and to cultivate friendships and to be able to tour like that. It's you know, similar to the way it is in the States, but yeah. in Europe, the, the hospitality is you know, really unbelievable and rewarding and we do love going over. I guess that we're getting a little off tangent, but yes, that's, we are going. It's okay. It's okay. We are 100 percent going to Europe, whether I, it's in August or whether it's we may play there again for New Year's, like we did last mm -hmm. year. Um, but we're definitely taking this record to Europe, without a doubt. Great, great. I'm I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And, I, and you know, I don't think you went off on a tangent too much at all on that because I think a lot of people don't because they haven't had the opportunity to, to to go over there. I mean, just going over myself as someone visiting, I, I found the found. Uh, much of Europe to be very welcoming, very inviting. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, they don't they don't get that. You know, I mean, they get their opinions from you know movies and stuff like that, and they don't see that. So, I think I think it's great that you guys can talk about it. I think hopefully it'll inspire other bands to make the leap and uh, go across. You know, it's not, it's not easy. It's no, 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 easy, no. But uh, it's, it's worth it, man. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I, I think if they if they knew a little bit more of the reward, uh, then you know it's a little bit easier to, to take that risk. Yeah. I mean, it's like touring the U.S. I mean, people, not a lot of bands get really out there. Mm -hmm. uh, that's great, too. I mean, oh, on yeah. multiple levels, you know, taking your music out there. And it's, I always say to, like, bands ask me, like, oh, if I had a label, I would tour like you guys. Or if I had money, I would tour <laughs> like you guys. I say, well, you're doing it backwards. Like, that's how you know. Like, you yeah. got to put it out there. And you're going to, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to be flat broke and go home and you'll know you're not, or you're going to get over that hump. People are going to attach, you know, find your music worthwhile to some degree, you know, whether it's, you know, it's kind of like, say, can you break even? Yeah. That's the first thing. And then you realize, you know, you're investing in, and you go out there and 
uh, it's kind of telling as a musician, you know, where you stand, mm -hmm. as well as seeing the country. I mean, it's amazing, like places we go, like we're playing in Wichita, Kansas, not the most popular tourist destination. Like, I don't know a lot of people who go to Kansas, or particularly we've played some small towns in Kansas, Hutchinson, and amazing experiences out there, like yeah. to hang out in Kansas and to be accepted as, you know, a Yankee and <laughs> as an East Coast dude in in deep cornfield land of Kansas with mm -hmm. dudes that have different backgrounds and different interests and shit is uh, that's awesome man. Yeah, it's its own and reward Europe is that to a whole another degree because <laughs> then it's different cross-cultural cross-language history uh, well it's even inspired songs like Man Without a Home yeah I mean, half the songs in our record are about these things. Yeah. You know, Man Without a Home. And actually, how Johnny, at the beginning of this project, was when we were on tour together, we weren't even making music. I wrote a song about Johnny called Drifting. And it's uh -huh. like, we're drifting around the world looking for a special girl, you know? <laughs> and, hey, we're in Paris one day, we're in Berlin the next day, we're in Zurich the next day. And it's, uh, it's we're lucky guys, but we work extremely hard for it, man. I want to shift gears here a little bit. I uh, saw the video, uh, your music video for Can't Get Enough of This Rock and Roll Business yeah. uh, yesterday yeah. uh, premiered. Um, and I love it. I thought it was very, very entertaining, very you know, tongue in cheek, very cool like that. Uh, who came up with the idea for that? Where did that, where did that start from? We had been kicking around. Yeah, where did that start from? I, th I think it kind of started with a joke. First of all, Eric made me move to Philadelphia. I want to be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. He said, no one could be in the band if they didn't live in Philadelphia. So I said, well, do I get like a welcoming committee? Do they hand me a gray hooded sweatshirt when I move here? <laughs> you know, making kind of like an obvious Rocky yeah. reference. And I think it kind of grew from there. <laughs> you know, we had talked about it. I, I had kind of the, I've always wanted to go. I mean, I've run up the Rocky steps a million times. Anytime someone visits me, I take them up there. My friends from Italy were just here. Let's go to the Rocky yep, steps. Yeah, you know what? Let's there. go get a cheesesteak and let's run up the Rocky yep. steps. And I kind of had the thing, and just from that first thing, we, we talked about it. And Yeah, when you do that, you learn that you should run up the rocky steps and then get a cheese steak. Yeah. It, it works better that way. First of all, make sure you have the shot set up. You know, that video, we make it look easy. We make it look easy in that video. We ran up those steps literally like 12 times in a row. Uh -huh. And... It was fucking killer, man. We were dying, and then that was in the suit. And then we did some scenes in our regular clothes, you know, not to give away the video, but then yeah. we ran up like 10 times in our regular clothes, like, should we play as we're running up? I mean, we must have run up like 20 times in like a 30 minute span. And like for the next three days, I couldn't, I could barely fucking walk. I was like limping, <laughs> you know, and I do, you know, you know, we're fairly fit gentlemen, but uh, man. Talk about giving up the body, man. Yeah, well, I, I, I definitely recommend that uh, everybody go check that out. It was a, it was a really fun video. About. I was smoking cigarettes the whole time. Yeah, I, I saw that. That's <laughs> true, he was. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Why don't, uh, why don't we take a listen to the song? Let's. All right. Uh, this is Can't Get Enough of This Rock and Roll Business, live right here on unclaimedbands.com. Yeah, buddy.
you just heard can't get enough of this rock and roll business by Earth 13 and Johnny Ritchie. And we're sure glad that you did hear. Yeah. um, What's the best outlet for people to keep in touch with you? Find out where you're touring at and, you know, Dirty Secrets, everything else like that. You know, Facebook for now. Mm -hmm. uh, Who knows how long, you know, the lifespan of this interview may be years and years. So who knows where Facebook will be then. But uh, Eric13.com is a portal to all of our websites. Uh, we're both on Instagram, Johnny at Johnny Ritchie, Twitter. Uh, what are the other ones? YouTube, Eric Thirteen Music. Actually, that's where you can see a lot. I think YouTube is kind of going to be the new social platform that surpasses Facebook. Depending personally. on the town, I mean, a dive bar is a good bet to find yeah. us. Yeah, there yeah. you go. If New York City, go to, the, go to the downstairs of Three of Cups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there in short spurts, though. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah. I know. We should be endorsed by that place. Yeah, right? We get a free t- bonus two hours. <laughs> for, every, for every on-air plug, we get a two-hour block at the, oh, at the Bushwick Motel. Live, Eric 13 and Johnny Ritchie, sponsored by the yeah. Four-Hour four Hooker Hotel. Pray for us. Pray for us. The Bushwick, where every condom's free. You come to Bushwick Motel like Eric 13, we give you a good deal. <laughs> so uh, here you go, a little scenario here. You guys have 20 seconds in an elevator to convince someone to listen to your music. What do you tell them? Oh, well, first, I'd probably just take off my shirt. Is it a guy or a girl? Is it a guy or a girl? Uh, your pick. Your hey, choice. In New York, it don't matter. Okay, listen, <laughs> this building's on fire outside of this elevator. You might as well listen before we die. Okay. If I had 20 seconds in the elevator, I wouldn't be convincing them that. To listen to my music. <laughs> For starters. Well, we, we didn't say it was crashing. <laughs> no, that's a great question. And I'm really glad we took it seriously. <laughs> All right. Well, my last question for you guys is what is next for Arc 13 and Johnny Ritchie? Actually, we're going to release this album. You know, mm-hmm. I guess uh, it comes out tomorrow. We're going to do a tour. We're going to tour the U.S., we're going to tour the States. and. We're actually going to make another album immediately. Oh, nice. Um, we have so many songs right now. It's, it's a blessing. Uh, and I feel very lucky that we've been able to work through these songs quickly and naturally. But uh, I want to put them out there. Like, nothing more. I mean, obviously, as a, again, as independent, you've you got to monetize this stuff. just a harsh yeah. reality. You know, we have to eat. we got to pay rent. Uh, but uh, I just want to get these songs out there, man. I think we got songs that are worth hearing. You know, I can't put it any other way. I can't say these are the biggest hits in the world or who's going to like them, but they're worth, they're worth a listen, and I'm willing to put them out in the world, and people can take them and leave them as they wish. Gotcha. Okay. That's funny about the fact we just released a record. Considering this album's not We're even out. We're already excited to record the next one, guys. I mean, I'm excited about this record. I can't wait for people to hear it. I mean, these are songs we played all over the world that people want to hear uh-huh. that are finally there's a tangible thing here. It's not just... Something for them to take home, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. It's exciting. I mean, it's always, you know, it's always exciting to make a new record. And it's always, you're always proud of it. And as I am, this record is other records that we've made, but... Uh, I hope people dig it, you know, and then we're going to give them more. I'm sure they will. I mean, if, That's our if, job. if the one song I heard in the, you know, with the video is any indication, I can't see why people won't love this. So, well, once the cameras stop rolling here, I think we're going to have a little listening party and have a little jam and crack a few brews and, uh, 
and uh, cool. have some fun. That's the rules of the. Maybe your inner circle too. <laughs> <laughs> your candidates, your candidates for the inner circle. Depends. I noticed you did not bring any beer. That wasn't, that's uh, so. So you're still candidates, but uh, but uh, you guys are all right in my book, man. I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you for having oh. us. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank it's you for taking the time. Thank you guys. All right, everybody. Uh, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and uh, our guests tonight have been Eric Thirteen and Johnny Ritchie. Uh, look for them out there on the road. Okay. Thank you, Sean. All right. Until next time, later. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.